Hey everybody, RC Nation version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode 141. Take two. Oh, that's right. It's Friday the 13th, baby. <laughs> Full moon. Oh yeah. It's always fun when you get, you know, a little ways into recording and realize that uh, there's a problem and your machine decides that it just doesn't want to work anymore. Yeah, like the program that's recording your audio yeah. decides it doesn't want to record your audio anymore. Yeah. It just shuts off. It's karma, man. Karma. Wait, <laughs> whose voice? Is, who is that? What? Who? Is that, what? Is that? Oh my God! That's Dieter. Oh, where? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Hey guys. So, so we going? have Jesse's here. What's going on? Justin is not here. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey dudes, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Nick is not here. Come on, someone do Nick. Come on. That's that's you, Jesse. <laughs> Nothing to be done. <laughs> oh, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> and of course, there's Dieter. Hello. Justin has uh, has some family stuff going on. He couldn't make it. We're going to make fun of him for a good amount of time. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Uh, of course, Nick is in... <laughs> Gillette, Wyoming tonight. We tried to call him to get a little check-in. So we were, Jesse and I were discussing before we hit the record button. Do you suppose he's actually in Gillette or is he somewhere else with well his mistress? His hmm. mistress. Well, the thing is, is he didn't answer. He didn't answer his phone. And I haven't seen any pictures on Facebook. And, and I noticed, and today... You know, typically throughout the day, there's a conversation between the four of us, not necessarily all mm-hmm. of us involved, but one talking to one of the others. There's something going on. Something. Talking about something. And I think I saw one post from Nick today said something like, weather here's great. And yeah, I that know. that was it. Forgot my transmitter. You don't go to Gillette, Wyoming and say, the weather here is great. So the lady doth protest too much. So where does where is Nick? Where in the world is Nick? I don't know. Hmm. Says I bet he's, he's wishing he would have answered that phone call. Says he was in Gillette. No pictures. None. No, and that's unlike Nick too. Pictures. Facebook. He's yeah, a Facebook exactly. Junkie. Yeah, he posts that stuff up all the time. Here's what I mean for dinner, guys. Mm. <laughs> no, it's in not, trouble. It's not quite that bad. <laughs> not quite that bad. That was a little too far. It's <laughs> a little too far. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna say like my phone died or something. Yeah, Some out of spite, of out of spite, like we're gonna see what he's eating for dinner for the next week. There's <laughs> there's <laughs> a, a picture of Cheerios, Cheerios, <laughs> and glass of orange juice and some toast. 
Oh yeah, you do. I'm going running. Here's 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 my trail. <laughs> so here's Dieter. What's up? What's going on, man? What you been Understand. doing? Uh, flying. I hear you're yeah. uh, you're doing some new servos. Yeah, expert. X P E R T. Yeah, they're they're nice man. Uh, brushless centered grate. Uh, they've got over current and over thermal protection. <laughs> hey, Dieter. Yeah, it's too. Uh, it's, I don't think brushless is really a notable feature anymore. You don't think so? You, you mm. think the coreless is better? <laughs> well, I don't know that. Uh, no, I think what he's why? getting at is like saying this car has power steering. Yeah, it's it's kind of like they're all they're all pretty good in that area. Standard, <laughs> typical. Nah. Yeah, you would say that, Jesse. So obviously, it's funny though. The servos are named Expert. Why are and you they flying? Got me flying. I know, right? What's up with that? I got them fooled. <laughs> they just don't understand what's going on in the helicopter market. So, uh, no. <laughs> so tell um, me, uh, what, you're still doing the MD, right? Yes. And yes. Uh, MD helicopters. And they got a, a sale going on this weekend. They've got a moving sale. So go check it out. <laughs> You're hard at work, man. <laughs> the funny thing <laughs> is, like, I'm saying that they've got a, they got it going on this weekend. And this comes out Monday like when the sale's <laughs> over. So it's going to be over. <laughs> live, <laughs> live Some radio. Great guys. thinking. <laughs> so they had a sale that everybody missed. Yeah. They're so just you guys learning about it right sale. now. And it was awesome. It was awesome. It was like sixty percent off. You should have been there. Well, next time. <laughs> it was buy one get one free. It's so, yeah. over, and it's over. <laughs> Flying those bad boys, you know. Uh, had a little, you know, incident with my MD six uh, again. I, I tend to get a little close to the ground sometimes, but. Uh, been flying with these a uh, couple local guys. Like, there's all these guys coming out of the woodworks that fly helicopters. It's it's really kind of cool. Nice. Uh, it's, As every week uh, we go out there and fly on Sunday mornings, and there's like a new helicopter pilot that comes out every week. So they all come into the uh, to the fun fly. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, most of them will be. I even got some multi rotor guys that are coming out to the fun fly. Multi what? Yeah, I know, right? I don't know what you. I don't know that. Yeah, what I you don't speak know what of. those. I don't know what those we are. Need, we need to convert them. Is the thing. It's it's basically an avenue. It's a pathway. It's like a gate. It's a gateway. It's a gateway. <laughs> this this crack that we that we must have every day. That is RC helicopters. <laughs> so what have you been doing since Othello, man? That's when you were on the show last. You just been flying. Yeah. Well, I mean, I took a like you guys. You have that. I'm kind of satisfied for a week or so. so I kinda, what, are you, what are you talking about, dude? I had to I had to sleep for like a week straight. First of all, just to recover. <laughs> I don't think Jesse or I said anything about being satisfied with flights. I think the other I was two out the slackers. Next weekend. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. Well, screw you guys. <laughs> um. So so I I just kind of rested and, is that and all you uh, got? took a break for a week or two. Is that all? Yeah. You, is that all you got? For now. Right. For now. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll do some something dry later. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Dieter. Um, <laughs> and uh so then after you know a week or two of not flying i was like you know these these guys need some air and uh took them out there's a little uh so there's this guy at my work lives at the very top of this hill it's it's a cool property it's just you fly off of that it's just everything's just this downhill big open area 
and he had this little wine uncorking party last weekend. So I brought my helicopter, and that's that was my entrance. I just took the MD six and put it up there. Started flying around the sky, just going crazy, going nuts with it, and everyone starts kind of slowly coming around the corner. And uh, it's always a good feeling to, you know, draw a crowd and and then everyone you know asks their questions. And, uh, how high yeah. does it go? Yeah, how high does it go? How fast it, is it? There's always that, those questions. I want to get that. Can shirt. I fly it? No one asks that. Really? It's it seems like it's always kids that ask. I gotta ask one. you another question. Yeah, since we're in the question mode. What the hell is a wine uncorking party? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, this yeah, guy was going to let that He go. makes wine. So he's got his whole basement. He has, uh, okay, so they don't have kids. So they have dispensable income mm-hmm. and space in their home. So he has, <laughs> <laughs> he has a hobby, which is making wine that he can dedicate himself to. And uh, so he's got a whole cellar down there. And every year he you know, has this uncorking party. But, is it uh, good stuff or is it like dandelion wine? It's Sunflower really good. Wine, beet wine. He makes he makes beer and and uh, and champagne too. It's it's really good stuff. He's got this uh, Russian imperial stout that he makes that is just yeah doesn't sound uh, good at all. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, you you can't handle good beer because <laughs> Dan can only drink out. it if it's like one or two shades above water. What, <laughs> what is just wrong beer. with you guys? What's wrong with you? Dude, <laughs> you can drink beer like a man. Sitting here drinking a mocha porter. I don't even know what that like is. A man. Don't even know what that is, man. Jesse likes it. It's good. I tried IPA the other day. That was your first time trying an IPA. And it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Dan, Dan, Dan. Beer should not taste like ass. <laughs> it should taste like beer. How many? How much ass have you tasted? <laughs> Enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to know that it tastes like beer. <laughs> that it tastes like stout beer. Okay, whose ass have you been tasting, man? <laughs> Dude, if 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 there's those kind of flavors in the oh, ass, going it's, there. it's not good ass. <laughs> oh, we are going there. We have, like, me, we have arrived. Follow me down this rabbit hole, please. No, we're done. We're done with that. What, so back mean, to Hellies. Back to Hellies, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us... Tell me something exciting. What you, you you mentioned a bit ago that you traded a piece of music equipment for a T Rex one hundred. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's this you know music that work slash out? RC shop. Yeah, it sucks, man. <laughs> it says on the box. Okay, it says on I the box took. that it works with uh, Futaba and uh, any Spectrum radio and everything. You pop it open. And it'll work with Futaba like right away, but you have to have a satellite that you plug into it to get it to work with Spectrum. And like this thing's so small, that's like that's a lot of weight for this little thing. Yeah, that, that's like so putting you, on a on a fly barless system that it works with Futaba. You just have to buy an S bus receiver. <laughs> it's it sucks, and it flies like crap. Like the initial settings on the throws are are crappy. So you take it out, you start flying it, you try to flip it, and it's slow. So you you know crash it, crash of course. it. <laughs> turn that stuff up uh it, it's just you're chasing it around and maybe for beginners you know isn't that cool. isn't that indicative of all teeny helicopters yeah you just chase i don't them. know i, I just chase enjoyed the around. 130x uh but the tail was just like on crack the whole time until i crashed it you reminded me of that last. yeah until you crashed that thing <laughs> <laughs> another thing that's wrong with the, the trx 100 they've got the 
DS-150 servo, which is for the ailerons, and the 155, which is the elevator. So I didn't even realize. I looked at one servo. I'm like, okay, that's what I need. And then I bought the wrong one. Sorry I'm boring the hell out of you. <laughs> you, you, you sound kind of like a, a little Prince Joffrey, like sitting on a chair. Are you going to poison me or something? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Jesse has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> nope. He will someday. No, I don't know. I hope don't not. Know. So is that all you got, man? Is that all you've been up to? How many flights you got this year? Last time you said you were further along than any of us. I'm, I'm in a quickly retracted. <laughs> Whatever you guys are saying you've got, I've got, you know, like, not the last, not, not the ball level, <laughs> you know. You're trying to distance yourself from the scrotum. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, I think I'm out of the scrotum competition uh, officially because I didn't, I didn't get it in it from the beginning. So I, I didn't try to. Yeah, you're not in it. danger. We just want to know how yeah. many flights you're at. Yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to like slap some balls up against your forehead. No, I don't know. It's it's like I don't count, but I still, you know, on nice days I get two two flights at lunch and two flights at the end of the day. Uh, Start counting. Know, kind of, I think my icon takes it does count for me, though, doesn't it? I've Only never if actually, you reset it. If you yeah, but I think it also counts it, if you just cycle it like on the bench. Oh, does that count as oh, okay. flight? I think so. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure oh, on that. Well, guess what just happened to Dan's flight count? <laughs> yeah, unplug, plug, unplug, plug. <laughs> it went exponential. As long as I've yeah. got a screenshot, it's it's official, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna move on. Now. BK servos offer a value not yet seen in the industry. For less than hundred dollars, you get a super fast servo with plenty of torque. Lightweight, compact, and unique CNC design with excellent centering. There is just nothing on the market like this today. So if you want to experience great value and industry-leading support, head over to www.bkservo.com. Check them out. All right, you do that. We're going to let Jesse tell us what he's been up to this week. Oh, man. What? Are you sure you're ready? I'm ready. You want to know? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Give me a second. There's. All right, go. Prepare yourself. Are you sitting down? I'm ready. Are you standing up? Are you standing up? Sitting down. Okay, you better sit down. Okay, so after last weekend, and remember, so a little bit of uh, what had happened was I went out to the field, and then I couldn't fly the nitro. Remember that day? I do, yeah. So I brought the nitro out. The tail servo didn't work. Long, you know, long story, no nitro flights. <laughs> Saturday comes around. Once again, new t- now we got the new tail servo in there. This thing is ready to go. Get it out to the field. 14 nitro flights. Oh. One day. That's almost two almost gallons. Two gallons. A, almost two gallons through a 700 class nitro. Nice. So, you know, 14 flights on that. And then another... Uh, three flights on the 6HV. So, altogether, last Saturday turned out to be a pretty a pretty good day at the field, and you know, no crashes. So, well, not gonna not gonna complain there. It's unfortunate that the 7HV didn't crash. Oh man, you have to bring up the so okay. The 7HV <laughs> the six was down for a while, wasn't it? The six? Yeah, I don't think the six has ever. I don't think the 6HV has ever been down. Did you I've, fly it at Othello? Yeah. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did a couple flights on it. 
Um, so the 7HV, man, I'm really working on some Justin Standard time here with this one. Yeah, let me, let me tell you. I, I still, it's not back in flying condition. It's because you can't Most, get the parts you need, right? No, it's not. Cause, it's because I don't order all the parts I need the first time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's one of those like, okay, so I'm, I'm tearing it down on the bench. And I figure while I'm putting a brand new set of BK servos in it, I might as well kind of go through the heli and just, you know, do some routine maintenance. I already got the servos all out. Might as well scrub a little, clean some dirt and grease out and, and whatnot. And so I go to take the head apart and the thrust bearings. I posted up a picture on Facebook a couple of days ago, but the thrust bearings oh, were starting yeah, to pit a little bit. Those things were pitted, but those yeah, were the original so, set, right? Yeah. So those things, man, 15, probably over 1500 flights on them. I mean, so not a huge complaint with the lifetime of the bearings, just a huge complaint with the timing of when I discovered the bad bearings. <laughs> um, so the parts did show up today um, for that. I've not had a chance to throw those new thrust bearings in yet, but once those get thrown in, the seven HV just it's uh it'll be ready to go. Brand so new again. It'll yeah, brand new heli, new servos, new thrust bearings, we'll be good to go. Huh. And hopefully, now looking ahead at the weekend, the weather, I gotta admit, is not looking the greatest. No. But I gotta you know, I'm gonna stay positive. And so hopefully if if the weather cooperates, I'll be getting out and flying that here this weekend. Hmm. Now, another another little story, a couple, this was two weeks ago on the podcast, I mentioned that the 7HV, that the tail was buzzing, and that I broke one of the uh, tail blade bolts. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I may have discovered the reason, first off, why the tail was buzzing, and second, why the bolt broke. Now, to my, I had thought that the tail pulley on the 7HV and the 6HV Ultimate were identical. All the way from the tail case, the entire tail assembly, I thought it was the same. So when I stripped out one of the tail pulleys in the 7HV, I was just I just grabbed out of my parts <laughs> box. I didn't check. And so, you know, I didn't know it was I didn't know they were different, but I come to learn that the 7HV takes a 19 tooth tail pulley. And the 6HV only takes a 17 tooth. So what that means is that that tail on the 7HV was, was spinning quite a bit faster yeah. than it was probably supposed to be. So now Which, you know, to if I, Yeah, I got it because, you know, I, I was kind of retarded and I didn't notice that, oh, hey, when I put the new tail pull in, all of a sudden my tail gain's way too high. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's odd. I'll that's just weird. T- I haven't had to touch this heli in 800 flights, but I'll just turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you know and i've so i haven't been able to confirm this yet because i haven't flown it but i'm feeling pretty confident now with the correct tail pulley it's going to slow the tail down quite a bit and my buzzing is going to go away and my tail gain is going to go back up and so how long had you been flying with the incorrect pulley since uh before othello do you think that contributed to your Bolt? Horrible flying. At the I time. definitely think that contributed to the bolt. Maybe not just the sheer force on the screw. I mean, it does. It takes a lot to shear one of those bolts. So maybe not just the sheer force. Just the repetitive. But from the vi- from the vibration that it was causing, spinning oh, at that high no. of an RPM. Yeah. Um. So I think the co- a combination of both caused that bolt to just compromise. Finally, it. yeah, break in half. So, huh. which, yeah, still that was a very extremely lucky situation. So. 
definitely a good learning experience there. Now on the other, the flip side of this, this, this just keeps, I'm just throwing myself further and further under the bus. Here. Yeah, I like it. So the six HV last couple weeks, why has the tail been blowing out on this thing? You got the seven HV well, stuff on it. I got the seven HV. <laughs> really? I have Are a seven serious? HV pulley on the six HV. Yeah, I was noticing oh, this last weekend, and uh, so I'm like, "Hmm, well, that's a little weird." So, pull that tail pulley off. What do you know? Nineteen teeth. This is a seven HV. You should start tail We're not pulley. doing a very good job at Compass when it comes to distinguishing between those parts you should just take a sharpie and write 17 and 19 <laughs> the number of teeth on them put a yeah. six or a seven on well, it. So I, I was convinced that these things that they are identical and i don't i don't know where i heard that where i got that from you know because all the other parts everything else in the tail on those two helis is interchangeable even the same output shaft i mean tail blades bearings everything in the rear is interchangeable between those two huh. what the heck i just figured those you know those were two, I guess, but not so much. You should so, write up a tech tip on on how to make sure you put the right pulley on your compass. Helis. Well, see, but with yeah, well, just on compass because most companies don't have you know helis that take the same parts like that, so right. it wouldn't wouldn't be a huge issue unless unless a company does offer like multiple ratios for their tail. But uh, yeah, sometimes there's yeah, some so, compatibility issues that you just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just not it's not on the website. It's like you guys talked about last week. Yep, yep. And so I guess the the good the good thing out of all this is with one part and one discovery, I was able to fix two helis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, not you know but, that doesn't happen too often. Nah, <laughs> kind of got you twice though. It was like a full twice get, situation. <laughs> well, see, the, I mean, the seven HV was still flying fine. It just had a little buzz in the tail. Um, so it's not like it took that one down, but then, yeah, last weekend when I went to go throw the six HV into like a tail down funnel and the tail just lets go, I was, I, that'll pucker you up. So mm-hmm. I definitely investigated that one. But. <laughs> Did you hear how, how Dan was so sensational about that? Mm-hmm. Just pucker you up. I like it when Jesse gets puckered up. <laughs> sure. have a pretty mouth there, Jesse. <laughs> oh man, Dina, you just, mm-hmm. that was like eight levels more than Dan just went. I know, right? Kevin Kevin Dieter to bring it down. Yeah. Man. I I say I'm bringing it up, but, you know. Tomato, tomato. The the other thing, one one more thing was, so I did, so I got out and flew the Nitro, and with those new RC bearings in there, you know, I completely rebuilt that motor. It is flying great right now. I should send Um, you my Nitro. Yeah, I was having trouble with it, you know. It wasn't wanting to idle real well, and it, you know, just all around, you could just tell it was starting to get rough and worn out. So, completely rebuilding a bunch of stuff in there. It made a huge noticeable, noticeable difference, both in power on the top end, and how smooth it idles and transitions, and yeah, all around better. Hey, uh, Dan, Yo. are you going to do a, another demo at our fun fly this year? On Hell the- yeah. How to try to start a nitro? No, no, no. These guys, these guys want me to do it, but they told me I can't do it with my nitro. Yeah, he has to use the electric. Like electric alley. But it was so much fun just watching you try to Shut start. Shut up! <laughs> that was so embarrassing. <laughs> it's like I can show you guys. You no, know, you don't have to be good or anything. Or, Shut and you up, can fly dude. nitro. <laughs> nitro is awesome. Damn it! 
Pretty much okay, all, all I learned was guys. to uh, to do a demo. You don't even have to have a heli that flies. Well, hey, at least I was going to do it. <laughs> you were. Well, you demonstrated in front of all those else. people, man. I was going to go show them my massive hovering skills. Yeah. Oh, there's always oh. this here. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it with an electric. I'm going to crash, man. I'm going to just. I'm going to throttle down, as they say. In some other hobby, I don't know what, but I'm sure some hobby out there says it. That's a that's a phrase somewhere. <laughs> it is yeah. a phrase. Must be a surface. It's an old phrase. Thing. It's an old phrase that I just made up. Mm-hmm. It's just a year ago. Well, that's all I got. <sighs> so I guess that uh, that means you want to know what I did this week. I would love no, to know. What no, you we did. don't really care. No, oh, dude, this is that. where we this is where we say we we care. Hey, you know. <laughs> okay. Try Dan. it, Dan. We want to know here's, what you did. Here's the deal. How are you? I have to take a no fly this week. Oh, no fly. fly. You're getting some stickers of your stuff. Well, this week, there's not even anyone to share the card with. You just got to take the whole <laughs> freaking thing. thing. <laughs> well, here's the deal. If you guys would let me count those other machines, then I got a shit ton of flying in. But I don't. Uh, I can't no. count those. Okay. 100 of those counts in as fact, one flight. If you um, keep saying that. That you want us to count them, we're going to make you subtract those from your heli flights. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, they're going to impact you negatively. You know, here's the, here's the kicker for each rotor. Even if even if Ed did donate to me his flights this week, mm-hmm. I would still be a no fly. <laughs> Throw Ed under the bus for what? Just I'm just pointing out that he's not. <laughs> I think Ed's taking a little bit of a break from the hobby. He's still satisfied from Othello. Yeah, he's still satisfied from crashing the shit out of his 7-inch <laughs> Oh, that's right. That I don't think is still, it isn't even rebuilt yet. Hmm. I'm just driving around on that house on wheels. Well, so There was a lot of parts that needed to be fixed. That was. so, But uh, I kind of like this idea. Uh, every 100 uh, of those other flights counts as one. Right? Yeah, sure, right? Yeah? You want to give it, I don't know, no. Jesse? Come no, what? Uh, it's not a, a chance. I would probably have one flight Dude. this week if you'd let me do that. Doesn't count. Hmm. Okay, I mean, but those would have to be flights where that thing actually got off the ground. Like it, it, it just flipping over doesn't count as a flight. Hey, that happens. That happens. But it doesn't count. <laughs> it's part for of the every, process. For every flight, you TikTok one of them. <laughs> Then maybe we'll reconsider, but until I see some TikToks, I don't think they TikTok real well. I just don't think they'll do that. Figure out how to get those motors to reverse. (laughs) You know, I'm not interested in the multi rotors. They're not. They're not. They're tools, man. They're not toys. They don't need to do that. That stuff. No, I've just been super busy this week. And here's the deal. I I mentioned earlier in the show. I was um, was up near Dieter's house Thursday night. Like five miles away. Yeah, didn't even come to visit. Didn't even stop by and say hi. I had to go up and jerk. Had to go up and pick up a a truck and uh, haul back a CNC milling machine. So, just a small one, nothing fancy. I want one of those. <laughs> but I've uh, been doing some driving, uh, some podcast stuff. Hmm. Boy. But no flying. No flying to speak. And of. No other heli. Stuff. Well, I did, um, oh, here's a sad fact. 
my rush mirror for you. My rush is mm-hmm. still not back to flying condition. What? It's been two weeks. What's wrong with you, dude? Yeah. All I have What's left wrong? to do. What's your excuse? I've been busy. I don't want to hear it. It's in my shop, but I just haven't had time to do it. All I have to do is reset up the tail, and it would be flying. <laughs> well, do it. Yeah, you're right. I'd be putting that off for a couple weeks, too. <laughs> I so, no, I don't know. Big man, I'm job. That. That's an undertaking. <laughs> two two weeks until our fun fly, so I'm starting to get that like pre-fun fly. I don't want to fly my stuff because I don't want to crash it and have to nah. rebuild it before then. Oh, that's only one week. You can still get parts before. We got two yeah. weeks. Dude. And here's well, the that's deal. true. MD's coming out too. So, yeah, I'll always but have I don't wanna... one helicopter that's flyable. You let me fly, fly your Goblin Five Hundred. If you let me fly your MD Seven Hundred, sounds good. Down. Yeah, you'll do that. Yeah, I haven't flown that Goblin. It, it looks a little, looks kind of intense. You know, I see Mike flying that thing. And, <sighs> I need to uh, get a different pulley. For a faster head speed. I what go is it like, at now? You said you like had it at like 22 or something? 20, it's like 22. Yeah, it needs like 35. That's I need like 37. 37. 37. Yeah. 4,000. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> up to 3,000, you'd be good. I want to get up to like 27, 28-ish. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. So Every time see. I see someone fly a goblin, it just... No matter what head speed it's at, it always sounds like it's at too high of a head speed. Mine doesn't. Mine, just mine just purrs. It flies really well. I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I don't know. Did I've it been... fly at Othello? No, I don't think. It... No, it didn't. It, it flew on the way home from Othello. Yes, it did. <laughs> right off the wall. Right off, off the, the wall. Bench. <laughs> oh, was that the one that? But when, okay, so Jesse, why the hell did you think like, oh, so I thought Dieter just came and crashed on me? Screw you, man! <laughs> oh, here we go. Like, why? Why was it Dieter who? Crashed because you're on the you? one why that was up his Justin? ass right behind it. Yeah, I wasn't. I was back further. I was a couple of people back. You're the only one I can hear. Was behind you. <laughs> I can just hear you can over hear. everyone. It just sounded like carries. you were just right there. <laughs> My voice carries. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Did you have fun? Did you have fun harassing Nick that night, Peter? That was it. Was a good time. We What'd you think? Videos. Was that was that weird to to see Nick finally cross that line? No, it was like I said on the podcast. I was like, you know, I look forward to hanging out with you, drunk Nick, and I I really enjoyed hanging out with Nick, drunk. I was I was I was kind of sad that For fifteen he, minutes. Yeah, but it was it was a fun fifteen minutes. You know, uh, <laughs> no, it's not like that. I don't. Uh, you know enjoy hanging out with him when he's not drunk but he doesn't he's not as uh he doesn't open up as much he kind of opened up a little bit more and then he you know had some tobacco and he's like oh, okay i'm out <laughs> you know he's done <laughs> but uh the skull did him in hopefully we can get some uh apple pie in his stomach oh yeah we're bringing a lot of apple pie to the fun fly <laughs> oh yeah you're you're bringing the alcohol and phil's bringing the the mix the stuff the mix the pie Alrighty. All that stuff's cheaper in Montana because you gotta you gotta be drunk to live in Montana. Really, really drunk to live in Montana. What what do you guys <laughs> have against Montana? I swear <laughs> to God, these it's, three give me shit all the time. Now, Dieter, big, you're here, wide open, you know, sex with sheep, and you know it's we know how it is. We know how it is out there. 
No speed limit. <laughs> no speed limit? Where did that come from? Sounds awesome. What? There's a speed limit in Montana? Jeez. Not if you've got a, a sheep on your lap. Oh, God. He's, just, he's reaching. He's reaching now. So he reaching. Here's the deal. I'm a little nervous about this next section of the show that we typically go into. <laughs> but let's see what happens. Yeah. And what I out. mean by that is I think it's time to do some news. Let's do it, Dan. We might surprise ourselves. So, Dan, you know how I've been taste testing a lot of different helis lately. Well, I think it's about time to try out a new flavor. I'm wondering if you've got any suggestions for me as to what to look at next. Dude, did you not read Nick's review on the Blade 700X? Man, you've got to head over to Blade Helicopters and check out their new Pro Series helis. Oh, man, you're right. That 700X looks like it's just the ticket. Well, I'm off to www.bladehelis.com to check out my next flavor. Alright guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. And Nick's not here. What do you got, Nick? Nick? Where's Nick? What are we going to do now? I don't know. We're going to make some shit up. All right, Justin, I got some. Justin's I got some aligned right. news. Is that what, what that dude? What? So Justin's up next, right? Oh, he's <laughs> he's not here. Oh, I was just kind of being quiet. Screw him. All right, Screw little Justin. bit, little bit of a, a line news. Ooh, I'm bringing it up. We'll yeah. talk about it. Sure. Our our favorite, the the three GX, the fly barless system. Mm-hmm. Version five point just came out. On the 3GX, what they fix, and there's actually quite a quite a list. They're not they don't go into a lot of detail about, about you know exactly how I guess um, how they did this or what if there's new settings in there or whatnot. But it says upgraded collective pitch to elevator compensation, improved swashplate control routine. Their description is flight maneuvers are smoother with faster response. Upgraded rudder control and upgraded swashplate stability. Um, so all around, I mean, if all those things did happen in this update, you know, those all seem positive. Seem like they're going to make the heli fly better. We got more locked in, better stopping ability, better tail. So it seems it seems like they hit on quite a few things in one update. Yeah, you. I probably still won't put one on my heli. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what they should just put there in the description, beta test, and let us know. Let us know how it works. <laughs> I'm not seeing anything about uh, regaining your dignity by purchasing one of these. <laughs> it's like, oh, you still got a 3GX on that. <laughs> hey, you could have a 3G. <laughs> Surprise! It doesn't come with a little little you c- can of black spray paint to spray. <laughs> A Mr. Yuck sticker on it. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should bring Mr. Yuck stickers to the fun fly. And I don't even randomly know. put them on people's helis. See how long it takes them to notice. Just on the 3GXs. What's a Mr. Yuck sticker? Am I too old for that? What the- Dude, come on. 
you gotta know. Dude, you're, yeah, you may be too old for it. Yeah, maybe. It's stuff that we didn't touch as kids because it had a Mr. Yuck sticker. It was poison. Seriously, Jesse, do you phase. know about that? Yeah, from elementary school. It's just a little. I don't wow. see them anymore. Wow. <laughs> Definitely, let's get some of those. Where do you get them? <laughs> Think about how much fun that could Bro. be. <laughs> I bet you can find them. It's like this. This helicopter sucks, Mister Yuck. <laughs> Put a Mister Yuck sticker right on it. Do not touch. Do not fly. We'll find like uh, the the little uh, thumbprint for the liking for Facebook and put it upside down. <laughs> like dislike. <laughs> All right. What else we got for news? We got anything else? All right. The only other thing I could find that's happened in the last week or so is our friend Bert Cameron. Seemed to have found himself on TV on a show called Outrageous Acts of Science. Do you guys get a chance to watch that? I did watch that video. Yeah, that was that was pretty that was pretty cool. Just to, you know, see that exposure, I guess, for the hobby. And it what I found interesting was you got these people that know pretty much nothing probably about RC helicopters or helicopters in general, explaining how they work. <laughs> I found their I found their descriptions quite enlightening. <laughs> The skill it takes to fly this machine is immense. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that. You should check it out. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll have to. Like then, they really sounded like that. I I, I was kind of I I kind of was noticing how kind of non-committal Bert was in that section where he's telling people how long it takes people to fly yeah. as well. It would a decade. Ten years. <laughs> Look at my tattoo. <laughs> they actually showed his tattoo on his leg. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So he actually probably said, "Look at my tattoo." Man, but can you can you just imagine those sitting? Okay, so you've never seen one of these things fly before. I mean, this is just like the first RC helicopter video you're running on YouTube before you ever have seen any of this. Yeah, like on your. Can you imagine sitting there in your living TV? room. Bert is and the then, first person you see. <laughs> No, I wasn't going there, dear. And then okay. you see this this helicopter just getting tossed around like that. I mean, how cool! How many guys right after they saw that went and bought, jumped online? Well, either no, went and bought saying. one, like, but just went and jumped like online. Yeah. And then they went and watched a bunch of Burt Cameron. Yeah, RC, you know, RC helicopter, Burt Cameron, three D, and you can the snowball effect from there. Hopefully I gotta they, think some people got into the hobby. And hopefully, they landed on RC Alienation's webpage. Yeah. Just say it. Just throwing a little just, plug just in there. Throwing it out there. We're advertising yeah. for RC Alienation yeah. on RC Alienation. Yeah, That's a good plan. Say, I, That's a I good think plan. You're preaching to the choir there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the show. Solid. Guys. <laughs> I actually think I have I you know, I always hesitate to talk about events because as I've demonstrated in the past, I'm not real secure on dates. But I do yeah, believe it's really hard for this guy to get a date, guys. Come on, tell tell any girls you know oh, this guy needs a date <sighs> badly. You know, I do have a mute button. And yeah. I well, will, not I only does he have a that right. not only does he have a live mute button, he can clip whatever he wants out of this show. Yeah. That'd be the first After. thing he'd be exercising in a long time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now I forgot uh, what I was going to say. Oh, I remember. Is not the XFC this weekend? It is happening. Today was the first yeah. day. Today being Friday. Yes. 
of XFC. Have we? I haven't seen any. any results I've seen yet? just a couple of Facebook posts. Um, I haven't seen anything really be posted as far as the competition results. Um, that could be like because I didn't look hard enough. But early on, did they get some rain? A little bit of rain early on, but uh, hmm. it cleared up. Why aren't uh, you out there competing, Dieter? <laughs> I mean, you are flying that's expert servos. Expert <laughs> servos. But, but that's the thing. It's X-P-E-R-T, not E-X-P-E-R-T. Yeah, they didn't There's even spell it There's a huge right. difference. If there was an E in front of it, then everything would be different. Be, wouldn't well, that, be flying them? Yes. <laughs> I do not like the way you spelled it. I will not fly your, your servos. <laughs> spell it differently. So, Dieter, do you got any news? Anything uh, new and exciting happening? No. What? No, I haven't heard of any news lately. No news. I mean, there's there's this amazing fun fly coming oh. up in two weeks that I'm trying to help prepare for. Nick's eyes are rolling right These now. These guys don't have this stuff, yeah. you know, figured out, so I'm trying to help them, you know. Well, let's make something mm. up. Oh, okay. Mind. So, Accuracy, or AccuRC, mm-hmm. you know, the sim. Yeah. Yeah. They came out with another good. video showing basically... Uh, the More same servo swap. Yeah, <laughs> how to set things up? Uh, <laughs> that's the thing is, I've been talking to the developer Ashley Davis, and uh, he's saying once you know the the beta testing is done, he wants to get us to you know do a review for it, which will be exciting. When's uh, that going to? I still want to see more videos of like actual flying on that thing. Like, I, yeah, why is everybody I, just talking? And and you know, Sean Hemp, Bull Hemp, Hemp. Our yeah. buddy Hemp, yeah, it's his he was kinda, electrics. He uh, was uh, kind of giving us a little bit of guff on our chat box the other day, saying we totally missed the point. And I'm kind of thinking that no, I don't necessarily think we did. No, it's well, our, it's 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 tough because the Sean shut up. I got I got to say <laughs> that if the no 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 if if the simulator you, does Sean, what it seems to be proposing that it's going to be able to do. That's going to be awesome. But the big question is, who says it's going to be able to do any of that? You know? Exactly. You know, and that's how do we know that? Saying. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the thing. If it actually does what the videos seem to show and what people, you know, what kind of all what the hype is, that's going to be awesome. You know, there's a problem but what with we're overhyping. Saying, but it sounds like they're trying to focus on physics, like big time. Uh, like Ashley, you know, when I talked to him, I, I had a little Skype conversation, uh, and there, there's been some older models of RC simulators that he got developers who worked on really early RC simulators. So a lot of guys with experience supposedly <laughs> like working like on RC it. simulators that aren't around anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like pre yeah. pre Phoenix, pre you know, real flight. Yeah, we we hired some Yugo uh, like engineers b- before to, to you were born. Car. Before you were born, Jesse. <laughs> we hired some, some Ford Pinto engineers. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'll reserve judgment <laughs> until I get to fly it. It sounds like setting things up would be cool. I'd almost like a video game of like setting up a helicopter, but I'd rather just set up a real helicopter. You know, you get on the simulator, you want to fly. Uh, you know, I don't. Like, that's the basic thing. You want your the, the helicopters on the simulator to default just fly well. You don't want to. Do a whole bunch of tweaking, a bunch of changing. You just want them to fly. One hundred percent. That's why yep. I always like Nick. To, Nick, Nick takes <laughs> all the arrows, man. I, I I just he goes here, and I'm like, sweet, thanks. I don't want to have to spend a day and a half figuring out how to set up 
the helicopter on a computer. Yeah. I just want to log on to the sim and practice for 10 or 15 minutes and go about my life. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like a, like a, like a big MMORPG game, man. Like people are going to be talking and comparing setups. Yeah. You're going to start like flying worse and you got to feed your guy food. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need some power up. shit. Why am I getting dizzy? Oh crap. I haven't gave him water in a day. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a little gigapet. (laughs) Why is the head speed going down? Oh, (laughs) <laughs> Shit, I haven't charged the virtual batteries. Yeah. I haven't fed my helicopter in like a day or two. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it would kind of be cool, you know, the, just the way you set up a helicopter. If you can go through that, you set up all that stuff the same way instead of these different parameters. If it really translates the way my imagination says that it would translate, uh, it would be cool. But I don't really know that it's going to do it that way. Yeah, and it probably, you know what? It, it probably is going to be really nice. I mean... By all accounts, yeah. but that's the thing. All we're hearing is the same group of people saying how awesome it is, and you know, it's like, look, how many times have you been talking to a friend or a group of people about a movie, and they're just like, "Oh, it's the best! It's the best movie you'll let you have to go see it." Yeah, and you just and get all you excited, go and, and, you go and you're like, "What?" Like, I don't get it. Yeah, you know. What was so awesome about this movie? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So, yeah. we got anything else we can make up? Mm, come on, Dieter. Make up. Make up some news, man. Make something up. Oh, oh check uh, this out. There's the, uh, three-bladed heads for the SAB. We talked about Sounds that like already. they're going crazy. Yeah, oh, that's, well. That's real. Did we? No, but this. Did? Okay, look at this. Just saw a picture <laughs> on Facebook. The Align 900. What? What? Yeah, it's oh, they got the full fuselage canopy on there, like they're doing oh, now geez. with the seven hundred. Is it a three bladed head too? No, 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 not a three bladed head. It's a four bladed tail though. Nice. <laughs> Nine yeah. hundred millimeter blades. And it comes because the it, head's gonna have so much torque and power now they're gonna need four blades on the tail to counter it, that. Does it come with that yeah, uh, that new Futaba, that twenty four MEX? You guys you guys seen that one? <laughs> have you seen that radio, Dieter? Uh, yeah, it's too much. It's actually a cell phone as well. You can actually like call <laughs> yeah. your wife while you're flying. You take pictures. Mm-hmm. It's got a camera on the back. Yeah. Yeah. You take a picture of It'll your It'll start your car. <laughs> it's got that remote you know? for, for that thing. It's got Spotify. Start your car. It'll drive your car. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Spotify. <laughs> you can listen to it. You play Pandora and, and Spotify on it. Yeah. You, you, you can play Eve Online or whatever game of your choice. It's got Mac OS and Windows 8. <laughs> it's got them all, man. It's got everything. Yeah. Did you guys see that video I put out with Justin uh, getting his butt kicked by Kenny in the drag race? Uh, I saw the video, but you know, it's kind of subjective. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because they sh- what they should have done is actually done timed runs mm-hmm. to Over- get a real feel for it. Which is really hard to do because Kenny didn't have GPS on his heli. But if he did, you could actually use the GPS and the distance and the time and the you know get the speed. But it was fast. I'm not. I'm not taking away from. Oh, that. they were dude. Both. <laughs> I was both at, helis. I was at the far end, the 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 quasi finish line, and I was shocked at how fast both of those machines were going. Oh yeah. So. I don't know. I almost feel like I could probably beat Justin. 
with his speed now. Comes down to technique. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you been practicing? Oh, yeah. 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 Isn't it's it weird? Jesse, have you been practicing that a little bit too? No, I haven't been. I have. And I've been listening, or I've been talking to some listeners that have, since we started, well, since we mentioned it. And other people who, since they watch that, are just, it's not like they're taking it seriously or anything. They're just yeah, like, just mm-hmm. try some speed Seeing runs. what yeah, they can do. Because yeah. it's actually, yeah. I was doing it, I was doing it with my little 500 the other day. And it's mm-hmm. actually quite shocking how fast that thing can get going. Oh, kind of yeah. crazy, though. It's like once it's out there, you know, it really turns into a silhouette and you kind of freak I, out just a little bit. It's like, okay, where 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 is it? You know, I couldn't fly uh, Justin's Goblin. Well, yeah, because it shoots a half a mile up in the air when yeah. you exit. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I just I could never see it. I mean, I could I could see it. I could see it on the right, but I could not see it on the left. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, the oh, sun was in the way for sure. I've got They're going to have to redo here at RCHN, though. I've got some more news. I right. actually am going to the eye doctor on Monday, so I'm actually going to be able to see my helicopter at our fun fly. That's news. Uh, thank well, you. Isn't it? <laughs> That's not news. I didn't realize that you could like not. Yeah, I didn't know that was a. Didn't know we were all in such a huge <laughs> amount of danger. Dude, I've got me life. say that. So I guess that's it for news, Anna. I think so. Nothing else. Some of the news, just a heads up, just to make sure everybody's aware. Some of the news stuff that we just talked about isn't real. I just, it's kind of just just a little disclaimer there. So at the end, (laughs) use your discretion. Wait, what? (laughs) All right, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Who's listening to their customers? KDE is listening to their customers. Their new G3 line of motors are exactly what you asked for. Want a lightweight motor with no sacrifice in power? The 700XF535 is what you're after. Want unboggable power on 12 or 14S? Slap in a 700XF455 motor for insane amounts of power. There's even the new XF Multirotor Series motors for when precision and quality are a must. Stop by www.kdedirect.com and pick out your new G3 Series motor. We made it through the news, Dan. Did it. I know, right? It wasn't really the news. Nick is so pissed off right now. He's like, Yeah, he's like, God damn it, you didn't talk about this? No, he's like those slackers. I'm gone, and they can't bother to look up some news. Well, I got to be. T- I got to tell. I was actually kind of counting on Justin to come in with the news this week. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, Justin had some shit going on, so he couldn't make it. So tonight, we don't really have a topic, but we have several. Bitty bitty little yeah. topics. We're gonna be bouncing around. We're gonna be bouncing around tonight. We got Dieter. Dieter's gonna talk about. God knows what. Yeah, so that's going to be a couple what topics all on its own. <laughs> Get what is, ready. What? What, is this, what is this first Ready for some to? tangents, mofos. Oh! What? Yes. Are <laughs> <laughs> you like flying over dry dirt? Theater, shush. I got oh something more God. important and funny to talk about. So you guys have seen the, new, the, the Facebook post floating around. I've seen it on Facebook a few times. I've seen it elsewhere. Some chick 
So there's a guy flying his his I, I think it's like a Phantom or Vision or one of those little DJI uh, multi mm-hmm. with a camera on a beach apparently, right? Oh yeah, the chick <laughs> who attacked him or something, <laughs> and he's just like not doing anything crazy with it. He's just you know taking some pictures, and this woman just starts beating the piss out of him. Like literally, literally, it's like all on video. <laughs> Have you seen that, dear? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that video, and he's just recording the video, and he's not doing anything. She's just tearing out his shirt until he gets a phone call, and I guess the cops came, and and they were listening to her and saying that he attacked her until he showed the video to the cops, and then they arrested her. <laughs> uh, that's it's just crazy. It's like he was just going out there flying his quad with a camera, and she just thinks that he's like some pervert. Like recording girls with in their bikinis or something. Crazy. Even if he was, you're laying out on a beach. A public beach. A public beach. Anyone could walk by and take a picture from the ground. Well, it's like every time like I talk about like I've got this thing with a, a camera on, it's like, oh cool. Do you go take pictures of of people? And it's like, no, dude, you can do that even without a quadcopter and you're a pervert either way. <laughs> It doesn't. Having a quad yeah. does not make with you a pervert. Yeah, yeah like with or without that, you can still go take perverted pictures of people. Like it doesn't because I have this loud thing with lights on it. Doesn't make me like incognito. All right, so let's look at this from another s- standpoint. Let's say Jesse, it was you. Mm-hmm. You're flying this little vision, this little this phantom, whatever it is. Yeah. Kayla would kick her ass. <laughs> That's and some happen. woman just out of the blue starts wailing on you. What do you do? Do you cut a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no, probably probably not. I probably would not do that. Because how... Okay, so if if this was, you know, let's say a, a, a business that I had or something like that, how bad is that going to reflect on him? We wouldn't be seeing this news story or thinking about it in this light, per se. If let's say she starts attacking him and he just drops her, <laughs> drops. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think he yeah, handled then, it pretty well. Exactly, he handled it well, which is actually making it look better for all of us because he didn't, you know, he didn't lose it. Yeah, dude. I mean, if that guy's listening, props to that guy. But how much restraint like, did that he take? Recorded it. Think oh, about that well, for a minute. That's a lot, though. Not saying he didn't want to drop her, <laughs> but he had it on video. So I mean. That turns things around a little bit. He knew he yeah, had she, didn't think, she didn't think that one through. <laughs> Did you see this quote that she tells the police? <laughs> she must be talking to the police on the phone. He's taking pictures of people on the beach with a helicopter plane. <laughs> <laughs> helicopter plane. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Dieter, what do you do when you get attacked? What, what happens? What do you do? You do the same thing? React like he did? Hey, I'd just be happy that she didn't call it a drone, first of all. Hey, I like that. <laughs> but no, I'd probably do the same thing that he did. I'd probably, you know, bust out my phone and get a good video. I mean, you know me. Like, I like a good video. Yeah. Whether it's something starting on fire or like a, 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 some, a quad flying away from me under my, not my control. I like a good video, so I'd probably pull that out. I couldn't, like, hit her, you know this crazy woman, but 
that's like Jerry Springer stuff right there. Like I could get, I can, <laughs> it's like that dude's got millions of hits right there. Like that, that lady was crazy. Yeah. And she started dragging him. Like, I'll show you how to take pictures. She started fish hooking him in the, <laughs> in the cheek. <laughs> and he's like, ah, you're assaulting me. Help me. <laughs> he's like screaming. People are just walking by. That was, oh, I don't know. That's crazy stuff right there. I don't know, man. I, I do have to say that of the the last paragraph of this article um, makes some good points. It says, you know, they, they do kind of, I don't know, I guess in some way take our side or his side because it says, A, make sure you aren't in a public space where anyone is allowed to take pictures using any device. B, don't lie to the police, um, especially if they are recording your meltdown. <laughs> but that, you know, just that first point. I mean, you're in a public space, yeah. public beach. I mean, every single dev- every single person has a device in their pocket that can take a picture. Yeah. It's not like she goes up to people like taking family pictures and they're like, hey, you, you think you want to take pictures? And she starts fish hooking people like that. That's, <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> that's a stretch. Where are you going, dude? That's come, another come back, stretch. Come, no, no, no. It's, it's the same sort of thing. It's like somebody's it's taking the pictures same. with their cell phone. You know, if, if they Bam, go out and take a out. family picture, they're taking a picture. <laughs> oh, they're they're taking a picture of somebody, you know, in a bikini. You know what he oh, should have yeah. done? He should have put his cell phone on, like, uh, automatic, where it would just take pictures every few seconds and just throw his phone in the air. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next little topic. Oftentimes, you'll find yourself in the need of a little part. Sometimes very simple. Sometimes you got to get a little creative. Sounds pre-recorded. Like, did you write that down, Dan? Are you following Dude, a script? Whatever magic he just created is now ruined. Yeah, that's uh, that's broadcast professionalism at its best. Yeah, it sounds cheesy to me, but whatever. <laughs> well, onto the topic. If you, if unless of course you're not done interrupting me. Because uh, you know what no, happens I'm when you interrupt me. Muted. No, no. Your penis gets a little bit smaller <laughs> each time. Oh, there's, yeah, there's nothing left there. Yeah. <laughs> I've interrupted you so much in, in the. All in right, Dieter. Shh, shh, shh. You could be, go to a calm place. Goose Braba. All right. Have you ever, do you ever make your own stuff, your own parts, spacers, carbon bits? You guys ever make your own stuff? I've made a couple things. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us what they are. Uh, so the first one is on the 7HV. There's these little breakaway tabs that they mount the canopy posts on. Yeah. And just about every time you crash, whether you have the canopy on or not, uh, one of these, the tabs break in half. And it, I believe it was at a fun fly last year. Um, I did not have uh, any more tabs in my spare parts bin. But what I did have was a collection of cracked carbon fiber frames because anytime I crash any helicopter, if there's extra carbon fiber, whether it's a cracked frame, a tail fin, any of it, I just throw that in a drawer and just store it away because I, you, know, you never know what projects you're going to be doing and where that could come in handy. And so I whipped out a Sharpie drew up a little sketch on the carbon fiber and pulled out the Dremel and made myself some canopy tabs. Did you do it outside? 
I did do it outside. And I did not just put my face right down there and inhale sure? all that carbon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What, what else I'm pretty that, sure. That's pretty cool, man. You know what? That's a good, that's actually a I mean, good tip. I've never done the that. The actual thing that was hard is they're so small. It's not that it's like, it's basically like a figure eight, you know, it's, it's yeah. two circles put together, just where it breaks away right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that it's all that hard of a part. The thing was trying to hold it. Hold it yeah. Yeah. It's a re- just a really, really small part. And then I, I, well, before you move on that carbon fiber stuff, I, you know, all those helicopters I've crashed, I've never kept any of that. What? I throw it all away. There's so many large usable pieces, even on a cracked frame. I know. I get that. Oh yeah. 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 So it's like gold. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. Yeah. And so another thing that I've made also with carbon fiber was I've mentioned before, but in a crash, one of the sacrificial parts on the 7HV, um, and I guess in a harder crash if you come down on the skids, is the lower frames. Uh, they have a, it has an upper and a lower frame on the 7HV, and most of the time the bolt the uh, the bolts that hold the boom supports on and that go into the skid will come up and kind of break the frame right there. And so I also took some carbon fiber and kind of traced out a similar design. Um, as the lower frame, as that section of the lower frame, and also cut that out so I could kind of double up that area, get a little bit longer bolt, mm-hmm. um, add in an extra frame spacer so that it all aligns properly once I put the extra piece of carbon fiber in there, and add some extra strength. Hmm. So that is another thing. Now that yeah, that wasn't necessarily um, a needed part, but it was an extra, something that I kind of made. Now, I know Nick does this and Justin does this as well. I, I don't ever. I just kind of go stock and let it be. But I know uh, Nick and Justin, and I'm guessing you do as well, um, you guys are always looking for ways to strengthen the frame. Do you do that? I know Nick Nick is notorious for it. Adding yep. spacers in weird places, doing whatever he can to get the rigidity, the, the frame stiffer, that kind of stuff. Yep. Is so it- I, I probably have added two extra frame spacers on the 7HV. Um, one in the back, kind of right underneath that boom block. There's one right there. There's a perfect spot for one. Um, and so, yeah, throw a couple extra spacers on there. It actually does make a huge difference. Um, so specifically kind of a little tangent here, but on that frame spacer that I added in the back, believe it or not, right after I put that spacer in, I was able to lower my tail gain. Uh, my, my tail was all of a sudden buzzing on funnels just from putting in a spacer in the back, which did stiffen up the frame quite a bit, and you know, it's holding the tail better. So I, I increased the mechanical gain of the system and was able to decrease the tail gain in my fly barless unit. You know what keeps me from doing shit like that? What's up? Is I am almost guaranteed to not drill the holes evenly. <laughs> it's almost a guarantee. It's like I know what's going to happen, so why try? You're just going to break it and have to replace it. Whatever you, whatever you work on. <laughs> I just... Hey, Dan, I got a little bit of a problem, man. I'm looking to put together a nice custom case for my charging accessories, just like I've been seeing you, Jesse, and Nick do. Where can I get all those little bits and pieces that I need to really make it the way I want? Real easy, man. Head over to ProgressiveRC.com. They got all the little goodies over there. Chargers, leads, cables, everything you could need, man. 
Sweet dude, I think I will head over to ProgressiveRC.com right now. I think we all get to try to get a little MacGyver on our stuff every now and then. Yeah, you know, for me it's more of, um, I like, I don't necessarily mod anything, but, uh, well, that's not completely true. But I, I mean, it's like trying to figure out what, I mean, like I've cut holes in frames before to like run mm-hmm. wires and shit, uh, to clean up wiring stuff, but I don't, I have made, I've actually made spacers, uh, ghetto spacers like hollow aluminum tubes from the hobby shop and cut them to length (laughs) and they're like way too big for the bolt and shit but you know once they get tight in there they're they don't i just throw a washer on yeah to keep it from like smashing the carbon it can be (laughs) diminishing returns sometimes do you make anything too well you know usually just kind of uh mods to things i don't like make any special parts but Every now and then, you got to drill an extra hole and, and pin something here and there. Nowadays, everything's pretty much pinned. Uh, yeah. But there was a time where you, you I, had to pin some, the boom on, on everything. Oh, so that's that. right. I remember when that when that was... Uh, I do remember when, like, oh, man, 2009, when that started to be the big topic, pinning yeah. the booms. You, know? mm-hmm. you had to drill a little hole in there and, and, and get a nice little place where you could pin the boom and... Uh, like like you were saying, Jesse, it's like I've uh, used spare pieces of pieces of carbon to like do repairs, and use use them to make like vertical fins and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've I found uh, like the Dremel is the most useful tool when it comes to a oh lot of that goodness. stuff. Yeah, like there are so many uh, little servo holders that are metal, and then you stick the servos in there, and the wires are just rubbing up against like the metal. Uh, the metal servo holder or case, like with the rush, Dan, you, you probably understand like the, the elevator servo is in that little case, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that metal case. So when, where the wire is sticking out, uh, depending on what servo you have, uh, it was just rubbing up against a piece of metal there. So you kind of dremel a little space there, mm-hmm. you know, and just get some clearance for that kind of stuff. So, so your wires aren't running up against the frame. So sometimes it's just dremeling things down so that y- your wires aren't going to get cut or, or sliced or it's not, there's not a constant pressure or compression against something else in the frame. Yeah, you know, it's, actually... It's usually that kind of stuff that I'm modding. I had to do that, and believe it or don't, to the Kasama that I had. Now, keep in mind, that Kasama that Kasama airframe, was just flawless. Dude, it was a $1,299 airframe, and I was kind of pissed <laughs> off that I had to dremel room and the server locations for the wires to not be smashed up against the uh, the frame uh, it's kind of funny i mean most I, servos like the wires stick out in the same sort of way it's like why don't you guys make clearance for that stuff yeah and just just talking about like you know modding helis and cutting stuff up and pulling out the dremel i don't know about for you guys but when i was first getting started in the, in the hobby, there was no way I was taking a Dremel to exactly. my brand new helicopter. And that's There's kinda, like, I'm yeah. going to break something. This this yeah. is not happening. Yeah, And that's kind of what now, I was thinking with that Kasama. I was like, I don't want to do this, but you have to. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you're kind of new to the hobby. You just feel like, you know, any little thing could make this this go terribly bad. You're, there's no way I'm pulling guy. that Dremel out. Yeah. <laughs> and Almost. now it's like building a brand new heli. Something needs clearance. 
Dremel, first thing, <laughs> hands down, no question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't cutting a hole in it now. Cutting it a was, hole in a brand new carbon fiber frame, or you know, sanding them down, and it's just like, well, you know, kind of whatever now. But it's funny that transition going from, yeah, you know, this heli that we can't touch. I'm not going to do anything to to. That's ah, just a heli. Even if it's new, it's just a heli. Make yeah. it make well, it thing, work. You, you understand it more. You know how everything works. You know how everything should be. Like uh, the first time I had a helicopter, and you know the linkages were tight. I didn't know how loose the linkages were supposed to be. You know, mm-hmm. the first kit I built was a HK 500, a Hobby King, and everything. Like things were off, and I didn't know any better. I, I had ball linkages that were loose, and and but I didn't know the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah I'm, what I'm about uh, what about canopy repair, fiberglass repair? Do you guys ever do any of that? Um, I don't use fiberglass but what i do is i'll just use epoxy um unless it's like a hole busted all the way through but um, on one of the stickers 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 <laughs> yeah, and sticker then epoxy the part i have well i i have done that but to actually repair like a structural let's say there's a crack that's starting to you know go down the canopy or just you know some material got torn out or whatever just on the inside i'll just take um like a q-tip and I'll mix up a bunch of epoxy and just put it on there just and and it. let it form and yeah, build up a whole layer of that. And you know, once that stuff hardens, it's it's not going anywhere. Well, so me, I've reinforced yeah, a couple helis like that. Like JB weld on the inside will will work pretty well too. Here's what I do. I actually uh, one of the one of the plankers in my field gave me a whole like uh, two feet by two feet sheet of fiberglass. Uh, that's just. The, I guess the the fiber like it's mm-hmm. like cloth before it's yeah before it's got any like epoxy or resin on it. and so all I do is I just it actually works really well I, I reinforce my grommet uh, holes in almost every canopy that I do but if I get a crack or something literally just sand it out you know get it clean as you can uh, one little layer of epoxy lay mm-hmm. a piece of fiberglass over it another layer little teeny layer of epoxy. They have about four, three, four layers of fiberglass. Let it set overnight, and dude, you got whole, you got a whole new canopy. Yeah, yeah, like certain yeah. materials that will absorb the epoxy. Yeah, can work like that. It's like uh, on the micro helicopters. If you got like a small joint or something that's broken, if you wrap it up with like a, a thread, like a sewing thread, and then put epoxy on it, and then wrap it up, and then just let the epoxy soak in the thread, like that'll hold that joint together pretty well. On a small helicopter, that's all you need. I've actually, uh, Rob Boyd, as you guys remember, used to host the show with me. He he actually had a really kind of a, it's really ghetto, and I've used it, and I don't particularly care for it, but it does work, is uh, thin CA and tissue paper. Mm-hmm. So he'll lay the tissue paper over it, cover it with some thin CA, lay another layer, about four or five, six layers later. <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind Pretty of strong. At that it, point, yeah. yeah, it works really well. Yeah, yeah, because you're just using the tissue layer to kind of form the superglue, basically. Yeah, yeah. Basically, mummification of your parts. <laughs> mummification of your heli. <laughs> just mummify that part; it's good to go. All right. Any other cool little uh, repair tips before we move on? Weirdness, weird little stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, as far as repairs and. And lessons uh, attacking those screws that you stripped. 
So it's nice to like, what do you guys do? I, I usually, I, I take a Dremel and I just kind of cut a little slit in the top and then use a, a, a flathead screwdriver. A big flathead screwdriver. <clears throat> yeah. But it's kind of hard on those smaller helicopters. It's to get, you know, something that doesn't break. Have you guys ever used any small easy outs? I have uh-uh. not. They, they, they do work, but it's hard on the uh, 2.5. Yep. They're just, it's just too damn small. I mean, you can get them, but first of all, it's really hard to find an easy out that small. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, are those worth keeping in your toolbox? I never had an easy out. I have a set and um, I've used them on like uh, 5M sized. That's about it. Other than that, I just literally with a cutting tool very carefully cut a slot uh, a slot right through the middle of the stripped cut a slot yeah and uh turns right out with a big screwdriver yep works really well another thing i've done too is sometimes if you can get the part out like uh let's say it's um the the tail block assembly and if it's stripped out or or if it broke um and there's just a teeny bit sticking out and you can kind of spread the frame apart, get the assembly out. Sometimes you can get a vice grip barely on there, and mm-hmm. uh, you can get it to come out that way as well. It's it's kind of rare, but it you, it, it can happen. Yep. What's like the toughest like situation you've had to like deal with? Uh, like I've had uh, like bent main shafts, and you're trying to bring them through like a set of bearing blocks. Well, and you're just like. <laughs> you know, piss because that thing's not going through. And I see Jesse. The only thing you can think I see Jesse of is like go with that almost cutting the main thing. Yeah. yeah, really. Dribbled yeah. my fair share of main shafts in half. Yeah, <laughs> suckers. Oh, out. That's so frustrating. I um, because you have to destroy everything around it. I haven't uh. had to deal with this in a long time, but back when um, nitros had the brass collets, you know, they weren't threaded on. And you used to have to actually, uh, run, you know, measure the run out. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Jesse? Yeah. Nitro. Now, see, the nitro motors that these days, Dieter, most of the the clutch assemblies screw right onto the shaft. Yeah, they're not. So you don't ever have to worry about, I mean, there's no way to adjust it. But like uh, the JR Vibe 50, uh, instead of it being threaded on, it had a brass conical shaped collet at the base and you would push your clutch on there and then you would tighten it down with the, see the problem is is now you might have a little bit of run out so you'd have to take a what's that tool called jesse the uh, dial indicator dial indicator and you would have to oh, dial indicate the run out yeah. mm-hmm. and uh but see the problem that's why what, i don't fly nitro <laughs> well, that was this is old not dude. a non-issue, not issue like center balance and dial indicate all your parts but and- see here's the problem here's the problem that i used to deal with a lot was when you wanted to switch out a clutch sometimes getting that clutch off of that collet that brass collet is a huge pain in the ass mm. and sometimes you need to use uh i mean you'd have to go down i i've went down and bought a little pitman arm puller like a gear puller Mm. And that works pretty well. But uh, don't deal with that so much anymore. But one time, I think it was at that year that uh, Jesse, you and Nick, and Jody came down 
to to Heli Pros. Yep. And Jody had that outrage. Mm. And I don't know if you remember this. But remember how his main shaft got caught somehow in the bearings, or his uh, one way hub would not come off the main shaft, and we had to take we took the whole helicopter halfway apart, pulled it out, took it into the machine shop at Miniature Aircraft, and they couldn't get it off with a press. I I don't remember yeah, I that for some reason, but sacrifice everything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he had done there to make that happen. Hmm. But moving right along, it's like w- when you're hammering things through <laughs> bearings, or or not backing or, or up. Not. No, 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 no. We're not moving along. <laughs> oh, <yet. just>. <laughs> wow, it's the hammering through bearing. Okay, never mind. No, I get you though. You ruin bearings when you start hammering on them. I hate doing that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you, like what I usually tend to do because I don't have an arbor press. I don't have any anyway so if i can't get the bearing to drop in by just putting it in the freezer for like 10 minutes you know the bearing will shrink down a little bit Mm -hmm. and then usually i can get it to drop in the bearing block but you got to find that socket you know go over to your toolbox get the find a socket set and find a uh, socket that just hits the outer race and pound that thing in yeah 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 i actually like to use my little vice like in a bearing block because it Mm -hmm. squares it up yep and pushes it in even that's the main thing is you'll you'll look most of the time when you're trying to get those bearings in, it's not square. It's not square. And the tolerances are so tight on bearings, you're gonna ruin the bearing before it actually straightens itself out and drops in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the last thing you wanna do, like you're building a helicopter and everything's perfect except for like one bearing is tight and you push it in and messed it up and notchy. it's notchy. It's like, oh gotta go. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks That's when you like, destroy oh. a bearing. Because typically you don't have another one laying around to replace it. Oh, yeah. Like, I've had a couple of builds, brand new builds. It's like, oh, jeez. How'd you bearing? Yeah. Can, can I move on now, Dieter? Uh, yes, you may. This is, a, this is a quick one. I think this will be it. For me, it's quick anyway. Mine's sure? real simple. Okay. Mm-hmm. Make it quick. Oh, <laughs> I'm just, love you, man. Server arms. Do you use uh, anything fancy or do you just use the standard old plastic lines? I've learned to uh, go plastic. That's what I do. Sacrificial. How about you, Jesse? Yeah, I'm using. They're all they're all plastic, but there's a variety of brands. Um, on the seven HV, and this basically I've had these since I've since I got the seven HV. So that's probably why I haven't tried anything different a couple of years ago. I have the Mikado, the really thick plastic Mikado servo arms. On the 6HV, I went and got some of the MKS servo arms, which are also really beefy. Those are those big-ass ones, right? Those big- oh, yeah. Those ones are huge. Yeah. Yep. So I'm you know, running those on the uh, 6HV. And then, as you've probably heard me mention, on the N7, um, you get to use just normal, cheap Futaba round, just the little round servo arms that come with the, uh, with the servo because there's a cool little... Uh, carbon fiber design that he uses but we will we'll cover that more more in the <laughs> review you know not i am going way into it but yeah so you just get to use the cheap server arms on that one i just typically buy aligned server arms i find that uh they they strip out as intended uh even with a small crash and i'm i'm okay with that mm-hmm. they're very very cheap and everybody has them so that's what I go with. 
Yeah, I mean the plastic ones they can kind of flex a little bit. Uh, there's some of those other ones that's it's like a carbon fiber plastic mixture. Yeah, they got that sacrificial. It's a little mm-hmm. stiffer, so yeah. I think you get a little bit more without yeah. the flex. But I think they're desi- you know? they're designed to to break. But I'm yeah. gonna say break that before the your gears wheel. Yeah. Mikado arms and MKS arms I have pretty much have no flex. Compare, you know, with the amount of force that we're putting on them with the helicopters, as compared to like an aluminum arm. Yeah, I don't think there's a ton of difference. Yeah, if you're gonna do metal, it should only be if you have like the push pull uh, setup. Mm, yep. Otherwise, like if you've got direct swash, you're just gonna be replacing gears every time you crash. Yeah, got metal in there. I've never used metal servo arms. I've been tempted, but I. I they look cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looks nice. You got some nice some extra metal, cool stuff. But I mean, I I I get it because you do get potentially, you know, it. They're they are not going to flex as much. Whether dude, that's like, an appreciable amount or not, they're not going to flex as much. Gears are one of the least fun things to replace. Yeah, and they're expensive for a lot of servos. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I've a, noticed like that servos for a set of, of gears. Like a lot of servos are very reasonably priced now. A lot of the servos are reasonably priced and perform extremely well. But yeah. now go crash and strip out three sets of gears. It's like <laughs> buying another servo. Like the MKS gears. They're really expensive, aren't they? Yeah, those ones are I think yeah, those ones are up there on prices. So I know I know that you said last week that you got some BK servos. Have you I don't know if you've had a chance to really look at them closely, but have you had a chance to see? Are those gears expensive to replace? I think they're twenty three, and that's pretty good because even the line um, servos are like twenty six. And that's the tail or the the seven hundred size cyclic servos. I don't ever crash anymore, so I don't have to worry about tripping servos. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. well, you can write it off too, right? Goes into overhead. What are you talking about? For work, <laughs> all of your RC helicopter yeah, was, stuff my, you can write testing. it off, right? My work does not buy my RC helicopter stuff. No? No. They should. <laughs> Maybe I'll give you his phone number and you two can talk about that. <laughs> All right. Send that my way. <laughs> okay. Here's here's one that um, I'm guessing, I know I do. I've got a, a, an orientation that's very comfortable. And if I run into a bad situation, I have a go-to orientation, which for me, strangely enough, now, Dieter, you're never going to believe this, but it's nose in. It's not right. And um, huh? whenever I run into, well, you remember Dieter? Remember that back? It was like two. Yeah, years I was ago. like, uh, I was like, you know, let it, let it turn because you want it to, not because it's telling you to. Um, do you guys have an orientation? Like, if something is starting to go wrong, that you just will go to to recover? Yeah, put my heli on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Land. I get Dirt. that thing out of the air. No. <laughs> They carry most of your favorite major brand names. Rotary Wing RC. Batteries, blades, chargers, electronics, flybarless controllers, complete helicopter kits, parts and tools. Coming soon, Contronic ESCs. Rotary Wing RC. Great customer service. And if they don't have it, give them a call. Check back often as their website is constantly being updated. Rotary Wing RC. Keeping you airborne. Look them up today at www.rotarywingrc.com. 
No, I would say for me, it's, I mean, the automatic orientation, it's like, the you don't even have to think about it, is obviously the upright tail end. Yeah. Now, how you're going to get to that orientation, that can be a whole nother story. But, you know, I find that usually um, if I'm going to be trying a new move or if there's going to be a chance that, you know, I could throw the heli into something that I'm not comfortable with and it could be a completely new out of whack orientation. I'm going to give myself some height. Right. And I have never once bailed out of a crappy situation inverted. Um, it's always upright. And ideally, like I mentioned, that would be getting to tail in. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I guess maybe a, if you put more thought into this into this particular idea, mm-hmm. and Jesse, you might be able to uh, elaborate a little bit more on this, but when you are learning a new move, yep. do you have a process by which at any given time while you're learning that new move, when you've kind of taught yourself or told yourself or subconsciously you can just do it, what you need to do should something go wrong at any particular moment? Um, yes, and it's it's kind of just been, I say recently, but the last couple of years since since starting Pyro Maneuvers, um, I really think that throws a whole new element you know, into learning maneuvers because now all of a sudden, the heli's not staying in the same orientation. So now... If it even if it wasn't spinning, you're going crap. I don't got it. And now all of a sudden, you throw a spinning helicopter into the mix. And so, one thing, and this took a long time on the sim um, to to uh, get down, was you have to stop pirouing as soon as it's done. It has to be automatic. Um, you got to just let the heli settle, and then evaluate the situation. And you'll find that most of the time, you can save the heli no problem. But it's when you get that. Oh, I can save it. I can pull it out, and you just start you know, grabbing throat. Yeah, start start stirring a little bigger, and you know you're not letting out of the rudder because I, I find myself on the sim. Oh, I can I can dig it out, and I'm trying to save it. And what do you know? The thing pirouettes all the way till it hits the freaking ground, <laughs> and those yeah. crashes are way that's that's a way worse crash. Yeah. You know when it's going in pirouetting than if it if it wasn't. So I'd say totally you know agree. most yeah, of the like- moves that I'm learning now. It's just stop pirouetting, evaluate the situation, and save it. Yeah. How about you, Dieter? What do you do? No, I was I was just totally agreeing with uh, what Jesse was saying. It's just kind of you got to let go of the sticks and look at where it's at and be good at any orientation. If you can get everything upright, nose in, side in, uh, tail in, and inverted, and you can comfortably pull yourself into any of those orientations, if something does get crazy and you can just let go of the sticks and then just and quickly here's, think about. And another, but, another thing you can do <laughs> is to put your collective at mid stick mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter if you're inverted or upright. You're it's not going to go towards the ground any faster. Drifting. You're not, you're not going to be pulling it one way or the other. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and it's definitely uh, important to set that as you, like your default on your helicopter, like if you're fail safe, if something does fail, uh, like everyone go and rebind your helicopter at mid stick at 50, 50. Cause With I mean, if you up. lose that, that's going to go full force negative. And I, I mean, I've learned the hard way. Yeah. Hmm. So, but, but I mean, it, that's the same thing is I, I'm, I'm tailing totally is uh, upright tail in is the default position you want to get it to. 
uh, just like Jesse was saying. But if if you're starting to freak out, let go of the sticks and get there. I've got a I've got a little orientation trick that I use uh, for guys that are just kind of at that level that where they're just starting to let the helicopter open up a little bit, bigger air stuff, starting to get it out there. Sometimes the helicopter gets a little small and you can, it's kind of a cool thing because typically it's not uncommon for me to lose orientation um, several times during a flight. 30 times a flight. But okay. nice. what I do... Stand, stand away from Dan when he's flying. I Here, all I do is if I'm just a little unsure, I just start doing a pyro. I just start... Because it, it does two things. Dude, that's like the last thing you should do. What are you talking about? No, no, no. It's it's. I do the same thing when uh, I rarely fly with the canopy on. So you kind of get if you're if the heli if you're not moving the heli or entering or exiting or performing a maneuver and it's just kind of sitting there. It's really easy to all of a sudden it kind of turns into a silhouette and you're like, oh crap, which way is it pointing? You go ahead and spin that thing around one time. You're going to be able to stop it when it's tail in. Yeah, and it makes it look like you know what you're doing. We're not talking about doing a pyro 10 feet off the deck or five feet in front of your face. It's like when you're, when you're way out there and way you're out coming and out of, coming out of a maneuver, you know, you're at, and, and you're just like, am I tail in or am I nose in? Well, spin the tail around once. You'll yep. be able to tell. Jeez. Dieter. You doubting yeah, to, me, Dieter? Well, to me, to me, a, a, like a silhouette, whether you spin it around on the tail, it's still like, um, no, I, I, I have to almost kind of stop it and then go forward and then see where it goes and then, and then judge it from there. How do you stop it though? If you don't know which way it's pointing? It, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. You just stop it. No. You stop spinning or, or you just level it out. Oh, just let it go. Yeah. Just, I'll, I'll just try to level it out and then go forward. Uh, if I if I can't really see like if it's really far away and and when I've been trying to do these speed runs I've I've gotten into the situation a little bit more where it's way the heck out there and like I don't know which way it's facing and it's going really fast so it's like okay I've got to kind of slow it down level it out let it go forward and then judge from there which way it's it's facing mm-hmm. but, I don't like yep. I don't like the way you do that yeah yeah that's dangerous dear yeah, that's dangerous <laughs> that's not good. Not good practice. <laughs> Your face is dangerous. Dieter, do you have anything you want to talk about? Anything I want to talk about? Yeah. Well, uh, let me see. No. Um, I love I'm the awkward to, I love This is great. <laughs> I went and uh, flew at this uh, this baseball diamond. I was trying to say early how how cool it is to fly over dirt. Like this was like one of the first like flying over dirt experiences, like dry dirt. It's cool when you're coming down and you're pushing the helicopter and like a big circle of dirt flies around it. That is the coolest. Yeah, I call that time for some new bearings because I deal with that crap all the time over in Pullman. <laughs> that's like all you fly over. Well, that's like flying over water. That's fun too. Yeah. When you get that those ripples going, the, I done the that. adrenaline rush. I did that with a small helicopter a long time ago. There's you, there's that risk, you know. You you think you're gonna like crash in this? Well, you just don't crash. I mean, do, do you well do the same like thing when you're flying over ground? You freak out about it? No. The not thing as, is not as bad, but it's like I don't feel like I'm gonna have to go diving for it, and then all my so electronics much. are gonna fail. It's not so much the crashing. 
It's the, what if something fails in flight that I'm worried about? If something fails in flight over <sighs> land, sure, I'm going to crash, but I can just walk out and pick up the heli. Live yeah. a little. <laughs> Live a little. <laughs> Did you guys, yep, you guys remember that video of that dude flying from a, uh, a big, like a uh, boat? Yeah. The Raptor? Flying a nitro? Yeah. That, like that's balls. That right is there. ballsy because you're dealing with two things. You're dealing with a moving boat. Mm-hmm. And an ocean. And an ocean. Like, you're not getting that thing if it crashes. Yeah. Mechanical it's failure, gone. electronic failure, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, pilot failure. <laughs> and that was a while ago, too. That was like where, you know. Hey, Skipper, can you stop this battleship? Can you yeah. stop this battleship? Yeah. And deploy <laughs> a submarine? It still would have made for a badass video, even if it crashed, but that was cool. Just imagine where that <laughs> thing would end up in the in the abyss. It would just be at the bottom of the ocean, just, just you know, chilling. down there with new life forms that we didn't even know existed. <laughs> just chilling at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and then they evolved to fly RC helicopters <laughs> under the sea. Well, Dieter, you're kind of boring. You don't really have anything to talk about. Dude, you've been pretty boring, too. So That's kind of what I do. I come here every yeah, Friday you know. and I, I get boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about our fun fly. <sighs> yeah. Oh, we can't yeah. wait. Let's see. When is that again? Two weeks. Two weeks from now. Two weeks. The 26th, right? Five o'clock? 26th. 5 well, p.m. on I the mean, 26th. Getting yeah. the party started. I mean, if you're saying 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th. Thursday night, 5 o'clock. And then the, but Wednesday night, there's the party at my house. Oh, that's right. How many people are going to party? Dude, how many people are going to be at your house on Wednesday? I don't know. I does, but <laughs> does your is your wife I've talked aware? to my neighbors and I've told them that there's going to be lots of cars. There are going to be a lot of people at your yes. house. And my wife is going to stay at her parents. She would probably rather not be here. So <laughs> nice. I because I plan on being there probably Wednesday night. Anyway, back to the fun fly. You can show up at five o'clock on Thursday, which I believe is the twenty sixth. Correct yep. me if I'm wrong. Yes, it is correct. Do we have a list somewhere, Jesse? Of all the cool shit we're getting to give away. Oh, geez. And the list, we tried to make one, but we ran out of paper. <laughs> out of paper. <laughs> I'm going to go and through that, a like, That list is growing every day, too. It is. It's growing. So let's let's try to let's try to remember them. If we can, let's see if we can do that. We got... Oh, geez. Soko Heli Tools. Random Heli. Oh, geez. This, this is a daunting task. I don't even know why we tried starting this. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Horizon Hobby. We've got MD helicopters. Yeah. yeah. We've got uh, MKS. We got Progressive RC. Come on. Help me out, guys. I know the, um, that MD is going to be packed with expert servos. So There's going to be more see. stuff we to got, give away. Okay. I think we got a list here somewhere, don't we, Jesse? Yeah. So we got RC Fly, mm-hmm. Soco Heli Tools, Lower Heli, KDE Direct, BK Servos, Gas Powered Helicopters. Scorpion, MKS, Bavarian Demon, Horizon Hobby, Random Heli, MD Helicopters, and Expert Servos. There's going to be a lot yeah, of good buddy. stuff there. Yeah, I think so. So let's, I uh, think I asked this last year, but I'm going to ask it again. Are, are we allowed to get in this raffle, right? I know. Oh, we're not. Uh, well, technically, I, I can get in on it, right? No. I mean, I'm not. I mean, no. 
Mm, I See, don't think so. That's going to look pretty fishy. Here's the deal, Dieter, and this was the price you paid for having a low citizen number because you are number five, right? Yeah. See, if you have so, if you have like a citizen 10? number under 10, you are not eligible for any giveaways. Surprise. Right. <laughs> my wife is going to, my wife is going to get a registration number here soon. <laughs> Yeah, I bought Kayla like six numbers yeah, and went something. Sweet. So the odds <laughs> odds are in his favor eventually. <laughs> he's going to come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. We've got, I've got, okay. So for this fun fly, we've got some uh, little competitions planned. The typical ones that we did last year that were yep. a great success. The bottle Plus. knock. Oh, yeah. Bottle knock. 60 second hover. Second hover. Auto contest. Dude, yeah. last year was Are crazy. We what? Like Larry was like point zero three seconds away from the sixty second hover. Yeah, and especially you know once he goes, everyone else is just like, yeah, I'm going to put my Harley like, back down. <laughs> yeah, it's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't think I'm going to mess with the bottle knock again. I don't want to crash a helicopter. Oh, come on. You don't want to like sacrifice a heli, dude. I That's crashed. No fun. I do, crashed. Do, do it with a uh, do it with an MCPX knock, or something. Okay, That's yeah, that fun. might be fun. Very then we've got a couple auto rotation contests, right? Or just one? Or have we just uh, just one? Yep, just one. And which one are we doing? Precision or aerobatic? Yeah, the precision. There you go. At least that's all that's in the works. You know, any yeah. of these competitions are subject to change, and if we get some Dude, cool ideas while we're there and enough interest, speed competition. I think there's going to be we'll an throw impact like too. The RC logger, yeah. eagle eye, or whatever. You know, throw yeah. that yeah, shit that, on. That's kind of one of those. Let's get there. Let's gauge interest and, and see, if it see happens. what happens. But that that is one that's high on the list, highly probable. I'll try that. I want to see how, how fast my MD goes. So we've been putting Jesse on the spot to come up with a competition that can happen and still involve most any level, uh, mm-hmm. skill level, at night. How's that coming along? Yeah, gonna... nothing. I actually don't have anything yet because my thinking is, you know, I don't want to just go out there and do like a 60-second hover at night. I want to actually make it a, a little bit challenging. But I don't want to go as far to like, you know, let's do the bottle knock at night. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to come up with something, something fun kind of in the middle. But like you said, that everyone will be able to do um, any skill level and any size heli um, is another Dude, key. I'm, I just came up with a great idea. Tell me what you guys think of this. What Here. if we did like a night hopscotch? And like it, you put a couple little squares out there, and they have to like like tap themselves, like land in each little square, and you get something. style points for landing those in. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, you know, like different points for so the like, way you land in it. Like maybe six squares put out there, right? Mm-hmm. And you get you could do it timed, or you could do style points for for hitting the the. Uh, each each landing pad uh, nose in, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure to see some carnage, right? Yeah. Oh, carnage yeah. Carnage under the lights. You got to land for in each one? For anyway, sure. that's just an idea. There's a lot, you know, we're, we're going to come up with something for the night. It's going to be fun. It is and be the fun. other cool part is we're going to have some great prizes. So yeah. you guys are definitely going to want to be involved in these competitions. Did we mention Scorpion? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Yeah, Scorpion too. Yeah, yeah. 
There's Do you remember probably the, some that, that gap of trees that we flew in between last year at yes. the end of it? Yes. Bring the floodlights out there and point it up. And the lower you go, the higher the points. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're getting at here, dude. <laughs> Jesse's like, I don't. I had nothing to do with that. I don't know what you're talking about. Remember last yeah. year when Jesse, you were flying between those trees. We we're trying to get <laughs> yeah. these loops. That, that might have been me. Yeah, inverted. Yeah, that was you. I think there's a yeah. clip of it at the end. Of there is. Video. It was on video. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Uh, so we're gonna have music blaring all the time, even when you're trying to sleep. All right, maybe not when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> And only Dan's selection of music. Anyway, so no, these guys don't let like me, hard heavy metal. These guys don't no. let me pick the music, man. It's a mix. They they do let me play a couple songs, but that's about it. About it. Nice, you guys. They don't like my music, Peter. Uh, I mean, it's good helicopter flying music. Yeah. You know, that, I think that's so. High, high energy rock metal kind of stuff. <laughs> we are going to be making two. Big ass batches of chili. Uh, these these pans are six gallons. I mean, I don't think they're going to be full, uh, but two of those. And you guys remember how good that chili was? Oh, so yeah. You know what's awesome, guys, is being able to run the same brand of battery for all my RC needs. I'm able to put a Genzase battery in my transmitter, on my multi rotor. Use them for receiver packs, and then of course, my main flight batteries for my electric helis. This guarantees a high level of performance that I can count on day after day, which is very important when we have so much money wrapped up into this hobby. So the next time you need batteries, head on over to hobbyparts.com and pick up a set of Genzase batteries. Jason's not coming, so he's not bringing his... Oh, he's uh, not? No, dude, he's got some job and... Oh, Southern Idaho that weekend. I don't weekend, want to hear it. So. I don't want to yeah. hear it. Yeah. I wanted some of this clam chowder, but oh. I'll, I'll cook up some burgers. You know, I'll do the same thing I did last year. <laughs> You'll be the grill master? I will be the grill master. That is, I can't believe how quickly that's coming, but that's, uh, it's not this coming weekend, but the weekend right after that, right? Yeah. One, once again, yeah, yeah it is. I, I feel like it kind of snuck up on us again. You know, it, it feels like we just start planning the thing and it's time to go to it already i know so so then right after that fun fly we are going to be going to urcha is that right that's the next one yes believe so (sighs) what's going on in july are you guys doing anything in july Uh, is there there a july fun fly i don't think i have anything going on it's like there isn't it's kind of a big gap there no, it's it's the season. There's got to be it something is. in July that we can go to. I, I know they were somebody was talking about it at Othello about doing something. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember the details. Maybe that'll like, uh, Tri Cities or something. Something like that. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be. Able, well, depends upon when it is in July. Um, yep. Because you know, frankly, an Urcha trip and then Snohomish shortly after that. It's like two weeks away. It's yeah. going to eat up a lot of uh, vacation time very quickly. Oh, for sure. Energy and money. Energy, energy is a big <laughs> one, I think, more than anything. Oh yeah, you're getting old. But, uh, yeah, and then of course, uh, Snohomish. Uh, when is that? That's like uh, end mid mid August, second weekend in August. No, let me see. Like I believe it is the twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. Okay. Of yeah. August. And then uh, wrapping. Put it, it up. on the calendar today. 
Did, did you? Oh, it's about time. I know, right? Jeez. I've been slacking. Slacker. I, I got a lot, lot more work to do. I'll, I'll, I'll get at it. And then we've got um, the second Othello, which I don't think we've heard any announcements yet. But uh, nope, except for he has dates for that. Gonna happen. It's like twenty sixth or oh, something. Oh, he has or, announced the dates. Yeah, he's he's got dates. I put that on the event calendar oh, today as well. Awesome. Uh, so nice. yeah, he's got the dates for that. So so we're gonna be busy. And then of course, in December, Dieter, you're jealous. I know uh, you are. But we're I, going I to am. OHB. I mean, I'm gonna be like. Up here, like chilling my ass off here, and literally cold weather. Yeah, literally, literally. literally. And you guys are gonna be down in the warm sun. I know, right? Wearing shorts. Wearing shorts. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be Everyone's a lot of fun. Like, live shows aren't the same without teacher. <laughs> and be like, actually, live shows are way better without that ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you tell stuff. him he can't come on again. <laughs> it's like, actually, we should we just pass around see, see who draws a short straw. <laughs> yeah. I'm not telling who's, him. Who's dealing with Dieter tonight? Dan, there's there's one thing that we forgot to mention. What's that? About our fun fly. Oh? Yeah. Did we tell people? I know we have in the past. We're going to have some on-site parts support, too. Oh, my gosh. How did we So there's going to be no holding back flying. Lower hell, oh, yeah. If you're flying Ken from Lower Hell is coming out. SAB or MD. Yeah, you're going to be set. Yeah. So be ready to fly hard yeah. because we got parts. So I want to bring something up here. I, you guys might have seen Wings for Wishes. Have you guys seen that floating around Facebook? I don't think I have. I haven't either. I don't. I don't know if this is a national thing or if it's just something. Anyway, a guy here in Montana, Eric Kendall's his name. Oh, um, you've posted that a couple times, Yeah, I right? posted it. Uh, well, okay. just the other day. Uh, you know, I, I knew, I knew um, he did a fun fly every year called Wings for Wishes. And it's, I think it's primarily a, a planker event with some helicopters showing up as well. Uh, but here's, here's the cool thing. Um, and I want to, I want to bring it up because I think it's, I think it's pretty important. So Wings for Wishes is, it's a fundraiser for, I'm sure you guys have heard of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah. Okay. So Eric wanted to put together a way to help raise a little bit of money. Apparently, I don't know the full backstory. I'm sure in August when I go up to this event, I will get the rest of the story, but I, I think uh, it goes, uh, he knew somebody who who was helped or had some assistance from uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So he wanted to do something. Created this, uh, this event called Wings for Wishes over Montana, I believe. And I, I think there are other Wings for Wishes events in the country as well. But the, the reason I bring this up is right now they're doing a drive to raise some money. And I think it's important... I don't typically ever ask our listeners to to donate or you know do this kind of stuff, but I, I'm going to this time. They've right now they're in a they're selling some shirts, and they're they're basic shirts. They're nothing fancy, but that's really not the point. Uh, they're fairly inexpensive at twenty dollars a piece, but they've got a hundred shirt goal. To be honest with you, that's not a lot of shirts. That's not a hard goal to meet. Uh, I've already I've bought a couple myself. Looks to me like they're 15 shirts into a 100-shirt goal, and they've got 15 days to complete this. So I'm going to ask our listeners, and if you're so inclined and you'd like to 
to help out. I'm going to put a link in our show notes, but it's really easy to find if you just typed in Wings for Wishes, uh, Montana. I'm sure you'll find a link to it. Uh, why don't you, you know, help out if you can. Uh, if you can't or if you don't want to buy a shirt, they do just do uh, straight-up donations as well. And these proceeds, 100% of anything this makes goes to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So this is not a an endeavor to make money. This is an endeavor to raise money to help a good cause. And, uh, of course, we all know Make-A-Wish Foundation helps children all over the country. So, again, if you guys can see fit to it, I would like to see this uh, hundred shirt goal met. I think that's a, I think that would be awesome. If, if uh, our listeners could help out with that, if that's you're cool. so inclined, why don't you take a look at that uh, again? The link will be on the show note. Maybe I'll even post something up on our Facebook page uh, to make it easier for you guys to find yeah. that. So that's kind Definitely. of, a, yeah. Dieter, you got anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Oh boy. I can't believe you threw that <laughs> on the table again. <laughs> like, I'm trying to. Why would, why would you even open it up? Well, because I, I don't. I don't want you to be like, wake up in the middle of the night in a cold panic sweat, going, "Oh, I know." I like oh, do that every time. Why didn't like, I, I say? Should have, should have told everybody about that. But you know, <laughs> yeah, it's XFC this weekend, right? We told everybody that. That's the most important thing. Well, actually, no. no. Here's the most important <laughs> it was thing of this week: Father's Day. No. That's not even it. <laughs> Season finale of Game of Thrones, Sunday night. Oh, dude. Goodness. I'm going to miss it. You're going to miss it? I'm going to miss it, dude, as soon as it's done. And, like, you go through that. Like, oh, it's yeah, not yeah, coming yeah. back for another year. I know, right? And, like, it, like I'm going to almost have it there in my queue and, like, not watch it for a while just because I know as soon as it's well, over. Well, if you don't like, watch it, I'm going to spoil it for you, so you better watch it. Dude, I'm gonna spoil it for you right now. No, God damn it. you shut up. <laughs> Dude, you know if Lannister's shit gold. Shut it. <laughs> <Okay>. Shut <laughs> it. All right, all right. You you enjoy it. Well, that's the thing is, by the time everybody listens, Dieter, to this, my God, it's too late. Shh. You know, I can't spoil them. The only thing I can spoil is you right now. You know what's? Here's the deal. As people, so, as listeners are listening to this show, Tywin. Li- it's the episode has happened. Yep. So let's let it go. <laughs> let it go. Dude, I cannot get that song out of my head, man. Jesse is falling asleep. Yeah, just wake me up when you guys are done. <laughs> <We're> done. <laughs> I don't understand. When well, I think s- uh I think that about wraps it up. Uh Jesse, you got anything else you want to talk about before we head out? No, I think that that about covers it hopefully some people are still with us we bounced around quite a bit yeah it was kind of a bouncy episode but that's all right it's kind of a fun one to do oh yeah better do some emails though huh what do you think definitely how would they get a hold of you jesse if they wanted to uh you could send me an email at jesse at rchelionation.com and Dieter, does your rchelionation address work yes it does hey, yes how would i hey. finally geez you guys i know it only took me like a year and a half to make it work right yeah that was intentional. It takes forever to get you guys to get things working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dieter at rchelionation.com. And, uh, you know, any events or anything, just let me know. And, of course, if you want to reach Nick, you can reach him at nick at rchelionation.com, Justin at justin at rchelionation.com. I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelionation.com or Dan K. Reed on the forums. I would invite you to check out our Facebook page. It's a great way to catch up with what we're doing there. Also, too, you could uh, go to our uh, little... Uh, 
a little box on the front page of our website. You know where where people type and talk type about and talk to each other. Other people that are kind of helicopters. Yeah, the forum. The Dieter's hobby. got some uh, videos posted up on our forum. I'm gonna go check out yeah. some MD stuff. This has been episode 141. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. Take it easy, guys. Talk to you next week. Thanks for hanging out, Dieter. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by KDE Direct, Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Genzase Batteries, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.